BFF.FM is raising $15,000 by December 31st, so we can hit the ground running in 2020 with some exciting new projects. Join us today at BFF.FM donate. With your gift, we can create a more unified sound across all our shows, as well as launch a new BFF.FM blog that keeps you informed about new music while providing paid opportunities for local writers. And, of course, we'll keep pumping out the jams 24-7 on the webwaves and throwing shows around the bay, including our awesome monthly Besties Bash. When you give to BFF.FM, you're joining more than 800 of your friends and neighbors who also believe in the power of community radio to bring people together. So make your gift today at BFF.FM slash donate. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. Good morning. You are listening to Radical Advice on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. And this sultry voice is not Lily Sloan's. It's Sasha's. I'm still on the air. Why am I still here? Because I made you stay. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, thanks for being here. Of course. It's nice to have a little more crossover since this is my final broadcast. But not really. You're going to be my guest. I hope so. I've been your guest um, a few times already and your villain a couple of times as well. I know. Girl with Flowers name was a pretty great show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was that the one where I did all experimental women? Yes. Yeah. That was some abrasive stuff. I love it. But you're allowed to do that on my show. I know. Because you can do whatever you want on my show. Yeah. Well, and what's so... I, I'm, I'm really glad that you were able to stick around for a few minutes because what I'm doing today on Radical Advice for the finale is I'm trying to get, you know, more of the community involved and, you know, different BFF DJs and ho- hopefully we'll hear from the founder, Amanda Guest later, but um, to help me close things out and to appreciate everything that the community has been. And you are my DJ neighbor. We have joked about being like... Which one of us is Mr. Rogers and which one of us is Bill Nye? Exactly. And we can't figure it out. I think I might be too like um, dark for either of them. <laughs> I would like to believe that I have the potential for kindness to be either one. <laughs> you, Yes, you're much more either one of them than I am. I don't know about that. I think you have some Bill Nye in you. He's been getting uh, pretty ferocious about climate change. Oh, so. yeah. Well, okay, I'll be Bill he's Nye. An, he's nowhere Mr. Nice Nye. Yeah. 
no. You wear like sweaters that work really well for you to be Mr. Rogers. Uh, well, yeah, uh, my black sweater probably would never have made an appearance on. Oh, did he never wear? I don't know. I didn't watch Mr. Rogers. That's my problem. I feel like he wore a lot of warm tones. Mm, like, like a kind of like earthy burgundy or a mustard yellow. Sure. Okay. Sounds like very 80, 70s and 80s colors. Yeah. Well, it has been really good having you as my neighbor. Well, luckily, you and I will still see each other. Of course. And I... <laughs> I will be still involved with BFF. I'm going to be working on some podcast projects here. I am hoping, yeah, to continue to like pop in for other people's shows from time to time. We still have a lot of CDs on this wall to go through. That's true. Two of the times that I was on your show, we randomly selected CDs from this wall of CDs that's right behind me right now. And we figured out last time that we could do that two-hour show how many more times and not run out of music? A lot. We a, could do a it a lot. lot. Yeah, there's a lot of CDs here. Now, there is like two whole shelves of like disco dance mixes, but that could be a thing. That could... That would make Amanda happy. That would, I think, make everyone happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if that doesn't make you happy, you're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, for some reason, the only time I get comments is like when I play disco or classical music. Well, that's not entirely true. Today, I got a couple comments, which was very sweet. Well, and I, I told you when I got here, your mix today was so beautiful because you were playing songs for like the darkness of winter, and it was, it was, it was my kind of thing. I don't. Um, know. I've been in such a mood lately. I don't know why. <laughs> all my mixtapes have been a little gloomy. Hi, Mister Rogers. I know. Cheer up. Cheer up. That's what I do on this show. Is I just tell people to cheer up. <laughs> that's that's really what it's been about. I thought on this show you told people to talk through their feelings. Nah, just cheer up. Just cheer up. Well, it's funny on the way over here when I was like, oh, I gotta make sure Sasha can stay a little bit and talk to me. Um, I was thinking about our DJ neighbor relationship and. It feels like I often come in, I get here early, but but you're usually already here. In the beginning, I was here before you, but I don't get <laughs> up that early anymore. But I get here around 8.30 and, um, or 9, and I walk by the, you know, and I say hello, and you're like, how's it going? And I'm always like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, well... I'm kind of in a bad mood today. And it's so frequent <laughs> that that's my response. And and I'm like, how are you? And you're like, eh, pretty good, pretty good. So it's, it's, it's kind of relieving it's to, to hear in a, you're in a mood. But that's because I'm half hour to my show. It's pretty hard <laughs> to be in a bad mood when you're doing radio at BFF.FM. It's true. I mean, once I get going, I'm not, I'm not in a bad mood anymore. Until like the impeachment comes up in topic. Mm. Oh, wait, I just did that. I'm sorry. No, no, no I take but it you back. Know what? I'm glad you said it because I I wanted to say on the show how interesting it is to me that like what inspired me to start the show was part part in part like trying to cope with everything post the 2016 election and Trump and Me Too and just like the litany of things that have just been um, dumped on us over and over and over since since then of course they were things that were going on before but our awareness is higher and there's so much more panic and outrage and 
all of that. So I started the show in summer of 2017 after a few few months into this, you know, yeah. and I'm ending it on impeachment week. And <laughs> and now I don't want to imply that it's over. <laughs> it's not. He He's probably not going to be, uh, you know, it's it's probably going to die in the Senate. But it feels like a milestone, I guess, even if even if he's not brought to justice by this, it still feels like a milestone in this process. Yeah. And it's still important that it's happening. Um, even if politics are just fucking hopeless and whatever, (laughs) (laughs) but it does, it does feel kind of funny to me to be ending, um, this week in the midst of that. Which is interesting because we started all around the same time. You preceded me by a few like a few weeks a few weeks or like a month maybe maybe a month yeah and what convinced me to seek this out as well was also the same reason yeah i needed a distraction from all the crazy news and like spending time with music yeah for me was that was so you talked it out and i buried it down deep while (laughs) i played moody but those are but those are both extremely valid coping strategies like I need both of those and and so we've both created with our shows a different kind of space to deal yeah and it and it you know it reminded me how much I missed going to see live music because I used to go multiple times a week and now I'm lucky if I make it a couple times a month and so like since coming back to BFF like between seeing the bestie bashes yeah we've got one this Saturday mush Oh, yeah. That was our concert series in Jack London Square over the summer. Yeah. And then also just being tapped into stuff. Yeah. You know, just knowing what's going on and, you know, knowing, you know, there's a show at the laundry room that mm-hmm. Eddie is putting on and like. Well, and it's all, all the stuff, you know, yeah, it's, it's all like a. Um, it, it It's definitely brought me into the music scene in a way that I, I wasn't before either. Definitely not since like high school. Mm-hmm. And. It, sometimes I get very overwhelmed by it because I'm like, look, I can only deal with like one new album a month max, okay? <laughs> but I'm like, ah, so it's it's a different kind of, I can't keep up <laughs> like with the news, but it's with music, new music. That's why um, the, I feel like I just keep plugging BFF. This is ridiculous. Th- that's kind of what we're doing today. I mean. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like that is the glory of the top 30 countdown now. Oh, Yeah. Like, not only do I love, I love, Mondays is one of my favorite days to listen, like, straight through the day mm. to, like, yeah, all the different shows. Yeah, I love Mondays with Will yeah, so I love, in the morning. Yeah. And um, oh, the show that's right after that that's been on for longer. Um, oh, no. I'm blanking on the name. I'm going to look it up. Sh- I'd, I'm not always, often able to listen on Mondays, so I, I don't know all the shows. Monday Morning Jitters. Oh, that's right. And guess what? I thought of it before I looked it up. Oh, I believe you. <laughs> no one else does. I'm actually going to now confirm that that's actually what it's called. <laughs> um, but that show has been doing a similar thing where it tells you what shows are coming up. Oh, pre-show jitters. Oh, pre- that's pre-show right. Jitters. Okay, that sounded, yeah. So yeah, like those those shows like tap, you know, let you know what shows are coming up. And then you like cap off, the, you know, at least for me, my work day with the you know, top top thirty countdown. So then I know what all the other DJs are playing, and that I'm completely oblivious to because I live in this bizarro world of like folk music yeah. and experimental 
whatever. And your show is so eclectic and I really appreciate um, the stuff that you have introduced me to. And I've, but also like beyond that, um, beyond learning about new music, I've just, again, kind of back to the neighbor thing. It's like, oh, well, we're friends now. And also we have the same birthday. It's true. Which is very important. Um, and, you know, we've we've gone to shows together and I also go to more shows now than I did before. And um, it's just, it's been really, this community that includes you and your show have been really helpful for me and co so it's not just my show and what I'm doing what I've been doing on my show but also the friends I made along the way oh <laughs> um, but I mean that sincerely I just wanted to say that in a really stupid way um <laughs> 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 yeah it's it's just it, I feel really really lucky and I'm really lucky that you became my DJ neighbor like very quickly into me being here um it's been a good support oh well, it's always been a pleasure to have you come in after me. So whoever's coming in after me next, yeah, you best be awesome. Yeah, I mean, everyone's it, awesome. Whoever is listening who is like, I, I want to fill the hole that is radical advice on Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to noon, just know that you will have the best neighbors. Um, if you're really nice to me, I'll set up for you. Yeah, oh. Always, every time, because I, I have this little, I like to have this little table pulled over to the desk that I put my computer on so I can face my guests. And um, Sasha noticed that I do that every time and just started doing it for me, <laughs> which is great because I didn't really want to lift anything, you know? <laughs> it's so hard. But no, I really, I really appreciate it. And our, yeah, our, our our crossover has always been really smooth and um and it's just nice to have you to chat to when i'm grumpy on a tuesday morning i know well i was gonna say i i can i'm gonna miss when i miss my own cues to switch music because we're having a nice conversation <laughs> <laughs> i when i listen to your show in the future and you have a new dj neighbor if you miss your cues i'm gonna be like happy for you but also kind of jealous oh i'll be like no they can't be they can't be fun enough to talk to that sasha misses his cues <laughs> anyway you should listen to boy with girls name morning mixtape on tuesdays from 8 to 10 a.m mm -hmm. and it it may ch be changing in the near future that's exciting so much room for experimentation here i know well, it might be a classical show. Whoa, that's a big change. I mean, you've played you play classical yeah. sometimes, but like that's like, yeah, that's a real that's a so, interesting focus. Yeah. It it may happen. We'll see. Cool. I can so I think I think I've figured out what to play for you. Okay, what are you gonna play for me? Are and, are you okay with a little longer song? Sure. Um, how long? Eight minutes. I think so. Yeah, just want to make sure we have time for Ben Ward, who has to leave at ten thirty, ish. <laughs> um, yeah, I can eight, do a shorter one. No, too. let's do eight minutes. Okay, her eyes on the horizon, by my favorite band. Do makes I think. Oh yay! So, good luck, Lily. Thanks, Sasha. And I'll probably just see you in a week, anyways. Yeah. <laughs>
Community radio for the San Francisco music scene. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. You are listening to Radical Advice on BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. We're saying goodbye to Sasha. Bye, Lily. Bye. I'll see you soon. <laughs> the bar. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, you work in my neighborhood. We'll go get drunk. Bye. <laughs> um, and I am bringing in BFF DJs to talk about the end of this show, which is now. And <laughs> sitting across from me is Ben Ward of No Magic Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for schlepping in here. Uh, it's okay. It's kind of vaguely on my way to work. Well, like, geographically, sort of true. I'll take I'll take the butt. Oh yeah, that I've just like overshot slightly. Just a little bit, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like the secret extra platform at the BART <laughs> station yeah, yeah. where there's a radio station. Well, from here, the train <clears> that you get takes you to Hogwarts. So, ah, got, can't go to that place. Why did they ban you? Bit too bit. Yeah. Well, no. Hang on. I uh, don't worry about it. I had a, <laughs> here's the thing about me doing radio at 10 a.m. instead of. 8 p.m., which is the, honestly, my brain is not fully there yet. Uh, I was going to insert your own riff about um, American perceptions of traditional English things and me not wanting to be a part of that um, end rant. And we're back. Harry Potter was written by an, by a British person. I know, I know, which is why that's actually the thing that was tripping me up. I was kind of, I was, I was all ready to be like sort of, oh, Americans with your impression of England and <laughs> thinking everything's freaking cobbled streets and candlelight. But it, uh, which, to be fair, post Brexit, maybe it will be. Oh. Um, but um, oh, no. I believe bring, bring, bringing, uh, well, I believe, I believe, I believe all, I, I think uh, everything will be illuminated by gaslight um, oh, from oh. Uh, from now on. <clears throat> you mean from like riots? No, it was a joke about gaslighting. Oh, <laughs> I figured. Are you I'm gaslighting on, me now? No, I'm on radical advice. I just figured it was you know topical. <laughs> it is. Uh, well, I'm tired too. <laughs> <laughs> clearly. Um, um. So yeah, your show, No Magic, I've talked about before, but you're on from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. You're the p.m. version of this show. Uh, kind of. But um, a totally different but show. But also not in any way. Not in any uh, way. Tonight's show is, uh, so I, in, in, in addition to being curmudgeon-y about um, being sort of wrapped up in the sort of, you know, uh, frivolous old English uh, blah, 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 um, <laughs> I, um, I, also, I also get quite curmudgeon-y. Curmudgeon-y? Curmudgeon-y? Curmudgeon-y. Grumpy about uh, about Christmas music. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, I had a job in a department store when I was eighteen, and oh. uh, in the UK where we don't celebrate Thanksgiving, um, the Christmas season pretty much starts right after Halloween, which yeah. we don't even really do Halloween. You had to much, hear a so. lot of Mariah Carey, huh? So the department store I worked in only on Saturdays, fortunately, mm-hmm. um, would put up their Christmas decorations and start playing the Christmas compilation CDs the moment Halloween was done. So it was really like pretty much two straight months I'm, of uh, Christmas season. I'm really season. sorry that happened to you. It was it was definitely like, that's if a trauma. I, if I if I'd known about if I'd known about trauma at the time, yeah. Um, and I guess I was very lucky that I didn't. Well, um, but if you knew, you could have gotten it treated right away. 
Right, but if I'd known, I might have been through some trauma, was my point. Oh, yeah. Basically, I had a pretty soft upbringing. Uh, and I'm, gra- <laughs> I'm expressing gratitude for having a fairly soft upbringing and therefore okay. not being like, oh, this reminds me of that terrible fucking thing that happened to That's me. That's fair, yeah. As, as, as Mariah Carey plays. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, also, like- I just want to say some of the people listening might like that song because a lot of people like that song. Right, try listening to it too much. Like once. Um, anyway, uh, the, the point, the, the, the point, the point being, um, yeah, it it really, it was all this, the sort of the, the chart pop classics. And I just came to, I mean, I was already, it was already not really my thing, that genre of music, Yeah, but it just really uh, riled me up. Um, so anyway, um, I finally, I finally come around and I, uh, we, uh, we're, tonight's no magic. We're going to attempt to do a Christmas special. <laughs> and there will be seasonal music. And actually, I think it's going to be all right. Well, I am not going to be able to listen live, but I'm going to listen to the, to it in the archives. Um, and <clears throat> I, I, tr- sometimes, sometimes slightly closer to Christmas. Yeah. Well, would, I, tr- would be I trust, <clears throat> I trust you on this, even though I'm like, really Christmas music, Ben? <laughs> That's a so, f- honestly, I'm, that is a fair amount of trepidation. Um, I'm excited to see how, how yeah. it turns out. That's what I mean. How's how's your morning going? How's your final show? It's fine. It was really nice to have Sasha help open it up, mm-hmm. and um, to have you here now. And yeah, getting lots of support on Twitter, an email, different DJs writing and saying they can't be here, but they're you know. <laughs> That's- you should uh, <laughs> you should have you should run a segment where you just read their excuses. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know they're not even giving excuses. They're just like I can't be there, and I'm like, oh, why? Well, that's okay. I should, that's, that's what I should say is why. But well, but he's that's the that's good. They're just being you know like yeah. it's it's ten a.m. Like mo- most you know a lot of people have jobs at this hour well, and c- wouldn't be able to make it. And what like, it, they're being yeah. they're being upfront with you and they're being just you know simple and honest with you, yeah, which actually seems you know. like. The helpful, respectful thing. No, it's as great. opposed to you know the sort of like you know ba- uh, you know the the sort of six page uh, elaborate adventure. Right, then um, they'd just be wasting my time. Yeah, I mean, it would be it might, if pages long. It might actually be worth reading on the radio for oh, sheer for sort sh- of and just uh, to fill time. You know, radio, radio. Like, you know, our our first BFF.fm serialized radio drama is uh, <laughs> yeah. is somebody's. Uh, uh, web of lies about why they couldn't make it f- to to just uh, be nice on your show. Yeah, um, yeah. But needs. you know, it is, <clears throat> it is very it is very nice to. Um, oh, good. And Natalie Gallitzer is listening. Um, it is nice to just hear hear from some. Some of them are listening. Mm. Some just are like, "That's too early because I work at night." That I totally get. And it is a weird time, but it's been really nice. Just making friends and connecting with people here in various ways. Mm. So, so, um, uh, cause I was also listening while I was walking over here. Like, oh God. What you heard all that stuff we said about you then. Yeah. It was, uh, no. Um, uh, but, but, but I did hear, uh, Sasha basically ask you the question I was going to ask you. Oh. I wrote down questions to ask you cause I oh, figured God. I, I figured I should ask you questions about your experience. You're going to be doing... late to your meeting. <laughs> I've sort of decided I don't care as much about that meeting as I thought I did. Um, it's also it's kind of a and a thing. I can just sort of slip in midway through. I think. Okay, uh, you could ask them these questions too. Yeah. Also, I think anyway, doesn't doesn't matter. 
is is the point. Yeah. Uh, but no, I was uh, I was thinking it's like well, okay, it's your you know it's it's the it's the final show. There's a lot to reflect on mm-hmm. and unpack, and mm-hmm. that's kind of the whole deal with this show. So it seemed uh, <laughs> seemed appropriate to turn the tables on you, really. Um, okay, but um. But um, but no. Anyway, you would, when you were talking with Sasha earlier on, you you sort of covered um, the origin of the show. Mm. You, you talked about you know because I was going to you know, I was going to ask I was going to ask you like sort of like why did you want to make a radio show? Mm. Right? Um, but I think you sort of yeah you talked about sort of it coming out of that um, darker time. Yeah. Um, well, or, that, that that's like half of it, probably half of it. What's I, the other half? I would say yeah. yeah you can still ask me this question because I have more to say. <laughs> Um, the other half is just around my own, like, I mean, whether that stuff was going on or not, I think there's always a need for people to feel seen and heard and not alone. And there's always difficult things. So there's that and that I feel driven to make content that connects to that aspect of being alive, partly because I need that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is that I like talking into a microphone and doing my podcast was really gratifying in, in a lot of ways. A therapist walks into a bar because I could make something that was very polished and, and that I put a ton of a ton of work into every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, like a 30 minute episode would take me 60 hours to make. Right. On the other hand, I wasn't getting that kind of immediate gratification of getting to just go broadcast, like put myself out there and have interesting conversations with people in a in a in a regular way. Mm-hmm. And so doing this live format that's not scripted and that's not so polished and edited gave me the opportunity to have that outlet every week while I was working on the long form stuff. Cuz yeah. the topics like the the overall sentiment of both shows is the same. Mm-hmm. It's just a different, a different format that allows me to express myself in a different way. Mm. That's uh, that's nice. And yeah, because of course you were doing your. How long had you been doing your podcast when you started the sh- this show? Um, about a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so then, and and obviously, yeah, like that that instinct toward kind of a a, a medium that is inherently less polished. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I mean, obviously, you sent me the script for this months ago, but um, yeah, well, yeah, um, <laughs> all, know, still, still, all, all still, the ums still, and still, uh, still, yeah, my, yeah, you've really made my character pretty amateurish, honestly, which is <laughs> uh, fine, but, yeah. but, um, so yes, yeah, so you've been doing the podcast for a while, and obviously, yeah, that was like very polished, like, uh, 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 sort of produced thing. This, and yeah, I absolutely get. You know, a big part of why, why I enjoy radio is uh, is just that you kind of show up and you do it, mm-hmm. and there are shows that go great, and there are shows that go not so great. But it's like, oh well, that's done, right. and and you and you just let it. And go. even you know, and even as we sort of feed the feed the recordings into our archives, yeah, like you know, it's it's not even it's it's not like I'm ever tempted to be like, oh, I could completely fix this. Yeah, like occasionally, you know, I, I've had you know occasional dead air duds, and it's like, oh, I'll just go and clip that out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or at least. I've had one or two times where I've uh, had a dead air time one once where just like a headphone jack came out or something, a computer got confused or something and it just was playing the music out of the speakers instead of into the headphone yeah. um, output into the jack. And mm-hmm. um, 
because it was playing through the speakers of the device, you could hear it in the studio. Oh. And it was only after about sort of 10 or 15 seconds, this was on Eclectic Kettle a long time ago, but uh, Simon and I turned to you, I was like, this sounds kind of tinny and weird. Like, why is the quality of this recording so low? Because the speakers in the studio are normally very good. Yeah. And only then did we sort of realise, oh, it's because it's playing out of the laptop speakers. Oh, no. And and that was one where we were going into the, into the thing. It's like, well, obviously we're going to come back on and we're going to, you know, we acknowledge... We were very bad. We were very bad about ignoring our mistakes, so we would always end up acknowledging like little things that had gone wrong. Yeah, which is stupid because if you don't do that, then you're able, then you can fix it in post. And I've still, right. I've still never learned that. I've never been able to be like, just ignore it, and then you can erase it from history. Um, it, it's like I have to. I think. I think. I think you can't coming- erase it from your own. <clears throat> conscious right well and actually and i think there's a, again at least doing it at this level there's an element of the reason the reason to do a radio show is to do it live yeah and yeah. actually although at a sort of technical level more people could listen to the cleaned up archive copy of my show than might listen live at any given time um it's the the people listening live are still more important to me yeah because they're literally there and I'm literally right. talking into a mic and they can hear back. And I think yeah. that's that's part of the look. Um and I right. think like, you know, it's you know, you've been talking a bit about how, you know, the <clears throat> the you know, what you what you've gotten out of this show is, you know, it's uh you know, you're not you're not in this for sort of fame and glory or a, you know, promotion into NPR. Although yeah. maybe but I mean um, but it's <laughs> it's you know just the, fame. The the the, the the thing that is gratifying about 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 doing this at all is is the little connections you make right um yeah. and it's it, it's so um core to doing a live broadcast right like you right. know it's like it's great when i it's it's great when i get random tweets from people who are listening to an archive but it's it's sort of special when you when you get messages from people who are literally reacting to what you just said and what you're still thinking about and actually become yeah. sort of a little part of that conversation. And I know for me that that's what kind of encourages me in the moment to be like, okay, I'm not just speaking into a void. Mm. There are people interacting with this in some way. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll keep going. Yeah. So so obviously so you had you had all this experience doing doing sort of the other extreme of like a very sort of produced packaged podcast mm-hmm. um you sort of had a sort of good alignment with kind of the instincts of like what's different about radio um but what you know now however many how many episodes have you done this is the 118th 118 episodes later um is there anything that about doing this that has been like wildly different from what you thought it would be like when you came mm. in it's like oh i know audio i can mm-hmm, i do mm-hmm. i do speak feelings into microphone um <laughs> like what about what about doing this show um has been different what's surprised you the most mm. well i i figured this out pretty early on but i actually came in being pretty nervous about filling two hours um mm-hmm. with without putting a tremendous amount of time in (laughs) it i i've been really surprised by how easy it is to fill two hours um like how much i'm i'm running out of time like every week and how Mm -hmm. just how interesting and deep the conversations have gone with people where 
I thought I was going to have to be doing a lot more to draw people out and trying to like I basically I have a whole list of questions that I would that I planned early on to ask all my guests. I I don't even get to to like one of them most of the time. Like a standard format. Yeah, just like things that I I think would be interesting to hear from people. Once in a while, I'm able to like the, you know, if you were going back to uh, when you first started therapy, is there something that you wish you'd known Mm. or questions about um, things that are in pop psychology that really irk them or Mm -hmm. just like general questions like that that I think are interesting to hear what people say. Rarely get to them Mm. because there's so much that ends up getting talked about that I wasn't expecting at all or that just was able to flesh out more than I thought it we'd be able to. Yeah. That's yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I, th- I find, yeah, I've, I've had similar experience. It's like you, yeah, you always kind of want to have something prepared in the background. Like, you know, my show's much more primarily a music show. And so mm-hmm. I have a playlist of things I haven't got around to playing yet, but in the event that somehow, I've got 15 minutes of the show left and I've run out of planned music that yeah. I can pull more things in. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which I guess it's a, it's a slightly easier solve than, um, you know, having to extend the conversation with someone necessarily. Yeah. Uh, depend- yeah. Again, depending on who I have in the studio. Um, well, what- but I know when I've been on your show, um, it's there's always more to say you know there's always in the in the talk breaks where we're discussing Mm. music it's like i've mostly you run out of time yeah i think that's a thing that a lot of people have happen on their shows but part of it is that you prepare more than you'll have time for just yeah i think one of the i mean when i think about sort of broadcasting as a skill i guess i suppose one of the things where because i've been i've been doing this five years now yeah long time yeah i don't don't quite know how that happened but um i i guess i would like to think and this is not to say it's still like as good as it could be i think my ability to recognize the importance of something i might say out loud has improved a lot like Mm. that sort of um kind of you know sort of live editorializing yourself you know it's like you're sat in front of the microphone you're going into a talk bit there's three things you could say, and you know, it's like choose, advent- choose choose your own adventure with your mind. <laughs> um, but you know, it's like there's there's numerous thoughts popping around in your head. And I, I remember when I first started doing radio, I just be like, oh, let's just let's just talk. Let's yeah. just let's just say all the things. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think I'm a little bit like I say, not not the not not there's room for improvement still. But I <laughs> I think I'm a little bit better at kind of like oh that thread is one something that my guest might be able to talk about as opposed mm. to just a kind of a complete non sequitur mm-hmm. um and also just be like oh that's you know that's important and that's not yeah uh, i think you you start to develop a little bit of a reflex around that because otherwise yeah you have those experiences of blowing through time it's funny because it makes me think about as a therapist um we have to really be thoughtful about the things that we say Um, in terms of I mean there's other reasons for that but some of it is like this this kind of quick quickly going through in your mind is this gonna serve my client in the session for me to say this thing right and 
I mean, I'm not always having a conscious thought process around it, but it's it is there is a lot of editorializing because yes, you're having a conversation, yes, you're trying to be authentic and real and mm. but you're also doing a doing a a job in a way, you know, like yeah. like we're doing when we're on the radio is we're here for a reason and, you know, our shows might have a certain format or purpose or theme or whatever and so we have to still be like, is there room for this non sequitur? Is there room for this tangent right now? Is mm-hmm. there room? F- does, does this does this serve that ultimate like purpose, whatever it is? Yeah, I think that, and I think there's something um, there's something. It's very relevant thing to say for my current therapy experience, actually. Mm. So, um, I think there's an interesting thing in the in the therapy um, setting with that, which is obviously that that skill of steering the conversation, you know, uh, guiding your client toward what's actually relevant and helping them not just sort of skim around the surface of Mm -hmm. uh, whatever their issue might be is kind of a really, um, you know, really important, I think, skill in in being a therapist from my uh, um, perspective. but there's this interesting side effect to it, I think, which is that a lot of the ways that you know people do that, people try to steer conversations, they are, they 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 can feel a little unnatural. Yeah, they can you know they can break flow a little bit. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think where I've been having a lot of conversations um, in recent weeks with with my therapist, kind of a little bit sort of metatextually about you know about my therapy of like mm, mm-hmm. you know do i <clears throat> you know like what do i you know what do i when i go into therapy like sort of i find you know there are sort of certain boundaries for me yeah and you know she's asking me sort of very it's like well why do you you know why do you have boundaries in here mm. like you know what can what do you what do you need what do you need to do to sort of you know, like, what are you holding back? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and like, why are you holding back in a place that is, you know, on the face of it, you know, kind of a tool for you to explore your full self and so on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so I've been thinking about that quite a lot because it's kind of like it was when we first sort of hit that, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess I did just kind of like draw a circle around like mm-hmm. a couple of subjects mm-hmm. like way, you know, years ago, like when I first, almost when I first started, it's like, oh, I guess there's just a few things I'm just like, choosing not to bring to this space and i'm focusing on something else yeah yeah um and and so now learning how to kind of like go back and revisit why i did that and how to sort of break you know how to try and break down those Mm -hmm. sort of subconsciously or explicitly but a long time ago imposed boundaries is 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 a thing but some of that is kind of like well how much am i how much am i um it's like how much am I trusting that my therapist is being authentic and honest with me? Mm. Almost, there's a kind of thing of like uh, when um, you know when you, when you feel those kind of constructed ways of like, and you know, let's move on, let's focus on you know. Mm-hmm. She doesn't say let's move on, but like you know, the, the things that are trying. She says to- just get over it. Ben. Yeah, it's just like it's like for fuck's sake, just every every. <laughs> Every time, just that, with a, that, on, that, that with a sigh. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but it's but it's like you know, you when you recognize those um, um, 
sort of tricks in a way. Yeah. It. This isn't. Like I say this is work in progress. So I'm not even. I don't even know how the ways to explain it quite right myself as yet. But it's kind of like it's sort of. Uh, it's like you. It's like it breaks the illusion a little bit. Mm. Like if you don't do that super smoothly. Yeah. It's like oh, I'm suddenly reminded that I'm talking to a professional therapist mm-hmm. and that you know it can sort of affect that perception of just like this is just like a person that I trust and right. it, and it makes you and it sort of and when you when you see someone intentionally doing that it makes you it, it sort of reminds you that they're not even if they're being sympathetic to you it reminds you that they're actually it reminds you of the detachment between you yeah um yeah. and i think that's you know and you know which is to ramble yeah. to ramble it all back around is why it's such an important skill. Yeah. It's why not everyone can be a therapist. It's, you know, it's um, it's just kind of like a really, you know, important part of that whole, in, you know, mm-hmm. it's really important. It's really important about managing those those interactions. Well, that, and that makes me think about um, certain kinds of therapies that are considered like manualized treatment where you're kind of following like a manual for like okay and this is step one and step two and most therapists i know are like fuck that that's not fun at all Mm. um but i that that just seems like a good case in point argument against it for the purpose of building rapport which is more important than what techniques somebody is using in terms of like their modality or whatever i think yeah well i think and i think context matters i I have no experience of doing a manualized thing that I yeah. can think of, but I can, but I could sort of see. Here's how I imagine I would perceive it versus uh, therapy going in. Like, if I understand that I'm starting a process where the whole deal is, here are, you know, here's a five step, here's yeah. a five step guide to do a thing. I'm fundamentally understanding. It's like this is a five step guide. I'm presumably going to invest in it and trust that it has been, you know, that a level of expertise has gone into it yeah and that it's because it's a laid out process that many people have tried it before presumably successfully Hmm. and so you're and so i'm not you know and so i guess you when you start something like that you know it's not personalized right whereas with um you know sitting down in a sort of individual therapy session like it's entirely personalized right and i think you know the the best experiences you have are where you are, I guess, completely unaware of the fact that you know your you know your your therapist is 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 pulling on expertise and experience and any number of um, techniques and patterns and so on mm-hmm. to 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 help you you know to 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 help you process and get more out of it. Yeah. Um, and the sort of transparency of those of those things. Um, well, and there's way vary. there's ways of talking that do just kind of become so second nature mm. that it does sound natural because it, it really is authentic because it's how I would talk. But right. it, but I might not have learned to talk that way if I hadn't done all this practice and training. And But also mm. the other part of it is that when I'm about to, or when I say something that's just so therapist cliche, I usually make a joke about it to like... Mm. Like if if I'm gonna say like a little little sort of break the fourth wall kind yeah, of yeah if if I'm um, like if I'm if I'm for instance gonna be like you know this really reminds me of your relationship with your mom I might be like 
I hate to say this, <laughs> but <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> um, or, you know, if I'm, I'm like, can you like, how does that feel? And if oftentimes saying, how does that feel does not feel like weird therapisty jargon that fe- feels like a normal fucking question to ask somebody. Um, but once in a while, like if for some reason it is, I feel a little too cl- cliched therapist in that moment, I might kind of like make a joke about it and then mm. we laugh and move on and they still answer the question. Mm-hmm. But that's that's how I kind of deal with and build rapport with my clients is often with humor. I actually had a client, I, I had somebody contact me once for therapy um, who was referred by another client and mm-hmm. apparently that person had, had told them that I was like their stand-up comedian therapist, which I had no idea they thought I was that funny. Mm. That was the first time I had heard this. <laughs> and I was like, really? I don't remember making that many jokes with this person. But maybe that should be my new website. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, you know, you've got to have a little bit of time on your hands and all the show's coming to an end. Like... No, I definitely don't. <laughs> well, okay. For... <laughs> for... That was a that was that was a that was a that was a constructed prompt in order to um, help you do the radio show. I know it's not actually true. Uh, <laughs> uh, you see, I'm merely an amateur radio person. That's uh, you're a great radio person, and people should listen to No Magic because it's wonderful, and I really love when I get to listen on Tuesday nights, and I love it still when I listen in the archives, but it's more fun live. Yeah, it's, uh, I appreciate you saying that. Um, and yeah, I I appreciate you having done this show all this time. And um, I will say, you know, the the how long ago was it I was on? Um, a few of, a few months ago. Okay, it was. Yeah, and it's kind of, I had this. I was walking over, and I was like, "Was that a year ago? No. Was that a few months ago?" <laughs> I really have very little concept of the passage of time at I this mean, juncture. But the, um, the passage of time is really weird. The last few years anyway <laughs> yeah. so um but um anyway um coming on and doing that sort of music special yeah. um of, of radical advice uh was um one of the uh one of my one of my one of my favorite shows i've done it's like i think oh, the, i i think there's wonderful. a i think there's a um, i think the thing is now. is that the the i think the satisfaction i get from doing radio kind of like you say there's there's ways you can do radio which require a lot of preparation. Yeah. And so doing my weekly show, I, I have honed the format to limit the amount of preparation I need to do. Yeah. For example, my show is this evening. I have not finished my set list. Yeah. Um, and, you, and you will. And I will, and I will finish it at some point between meetings at work this afternoon and it will be fine. Yeah. Um, and I've done that deliberately because that's how much time I have to prepare a show. If I yeah. had more time, I would do a more complicated show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the thing is... Whether it's whether it's planned in a matter of hours or whether like when someone else has me on their show, there is a bit more scope to prepare because I'm thinking about a specific thing for longer. Right. We but, we like talked about it a yeah, lot we, before we, you came on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I, I think there is also this truth where like you know you there's the satisfaction you get out of it is is what you put in, and so something like that where it's like oh I've been you know thinking about that particular sort of. Uh, 
it wasn't, it wasn't the theme it's just songs that make you feel things yeah well uh, i feel like it wasn't yeah actually terribly nuanced in how we expressed it but um I, it was I mean, uh yeah, it, it was, was still pretty good it was still kind of it was still kind of like you invest a lot of time thinking about something and then you know actually get to kind of present it like yeah. it's really and you know and and when it you know i mean we cut like, we cut quite a few songs i think and it still kind of yeah, came out did. still kind of came out being like really good it so. was it was actually between a year ago and a few months ago. It was in May. Okay. Which was longer ago than I thought. Um, it was number ninety three. Right. The magical music he tour is coming to take you away, <laughs> was what I called it. I I buy it. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, you can go and listen to that in the archives. Yeah. Was a, that was really good. Um, there was something I thought I was gonna ask you. Oh, um, well, I can Play a song from my playlist, but if something comes to your mind that you think would be nice to hear, hear right now, I will play it. Oh, I caught you. You see, as soon as I saw you getting Sasha to pick something, I know I, was like, I should have texted you that earlier. Yeah, I got. I, I, you should play something because I, okay, I'll play back for you then. Okay, because uh, yeah, and let, I mean, unless you want to hear me going um and uh for about three minutes as I try to like think of one. <laughs> well, song. if you think of something later, you're, you're, you're you can really, always... you're really asking me name any song, and <laughs> I'm sat here being like. What is music? This is, I don't think I know anything about this. <laughs> you you also have like the most extensive musical knowledge in your head of of anyone I know. I mean, a lot of people here do way more than me. But um, yeah, you you know a lot of music from a long yeah. But it's not. I mean, but this isn't. But this isn't the kind of thing where you're like overwhelmed. It's not like I'm there being like, oh, there's any number of hundreds of things, and yeah. it's my last chance to play a piece of music on <laughs> radical advice ever. Got to make account. It's it's just like that absolute blank mind yep it's you know like can't you know yeah you know which yeah you're just learning about music for let me then what i'll play Mm. for you is a a, it's called a song Mm. and and it's by a an artist that you probably have never heard of like a like a painter yeah kind of like a painter but with sounds and the artist's name it's kind of a weird name um it rhymes with deck but it's Beck. Right. Um, this actually isn't, isn't a song that I know because you you are much more deep in the, the Beck catalog than I am. But Oh, that's almost a Beck, Beck, Beck's Beck catalog. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, um, but it seemed, <clears throat> at least name-wise, uh, to be on theme. Mm. And I was listening to it a bit last night. I'm like, oh, it's a nice song. Never heard it. Called Say Goodbye. Ah, oh, see what you did there. <laughs> Real subtle. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks so much for coming in and bringing me these caramels that are amazing. With, uh, with goats you're welcome. On them. You're welcome. Um, yeah. Oh, also, Ben is the technical director of this whole station and has made the website. So, so if anything goes wrong when <laughs> I play this song, apparently I'll have to stick around for it. Um, but also, you're the reason the website is so so amazing and professional and does stuff that no tight scrappy organizations website should be able to do um i will i mean i will gladly take the compliment but i should also uh, we should also give a shout out to um to karen. small small crimes oh, yep. karen um <laughs> yep. whose show is on thursday nights who yeah. did the original design for all of that yep karen uh, is a really great designer and also i don't i don't know i don't really honestly don't know the answer to how happy or not happy she is about all the shit I've bolted onto that thing over the years <laughs> since she did the first designs. But um, I mean, none of it, none of it has compelled her to like force me to change it. So I, well, assume, I assume it's mostly okay. 
And I like Small Crimes is another example of like another way to experience BFF. Great show, electronic music. She hates talking into the microphone, so you won't have to hear, you know, people talking <laughs> yeah. about if things you've been, much. If you've been listening to Radical Advice for the last hour thinking, <laughs> Does, do they do they play music on this station? <laughs> Tune into Ghost Hardware on Thursday nights and you'll roughly average out. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> it's it's the final episode. You've gone <laughs> off script. It's fine. Uh, I mean, I'm never on script, so... All right. Um, oh, also go to bff.fm slash donate and help us uh, get another over 9,000 to uh, hit our goal by the end of the year. Yep. We, we need to, we need, we need $10,000 to clone Lily so that this show can keep going next week. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the plan. That's what we plan to do with the money. Is $10,000 a lot for a clone? It feels, that feels like a cheap clone. And I'm not, and maybe not, even, be, as, even gonna, aside, even aside from a lot of ethical questions, I feel like. It's going to be one of those clones with like major mental problems, which is probably not like the right way for me to put that show. Um, wow. <laughs> it's just one of, one of those clones that's like off, you know, it's just not quite okay. <laughs> I, little... I, I understand what you mean. Um, but yes. Uh, but yeah, it feels like, you know, of all the, of all the ethical dilemmas around uh, human cloning um, being, being presented, not just with should you, should you clone your friend? Um, is you know already? I mean, probably a relatively simple. But are no. you are you going to do the cloning? I mean, or I'm the, I'm the, I mean, I'm the, I'm the it, technical you know? director. It's probably oh, that's un, it's true. Probably that's un, your job. It's probably under my remit. Um, <laughs> that's part of why it's cheaper. We're just buying the cloning equipment. <laughs> yeah, well, we're actually we're just building out of things that we find in the secret alley. There's a um, lot. It turns of stuff out, here. Turns out, seventy five percent of the things you need were actually just like uh, stuffed behind one of the offices. Over I wouldn't there. be surprised. I wouldn't um, be surprised at all. just the problem is there's just a lot of Knowles DNA. So, uh, oh, so it'd be me, but kind of like, uh, like, well, I'm trying to think what would distinguish maybe Noel don't, and maybe I. don't overthink it. <laughs> All I've got is it's you with a mustache, um, but like, you know, he's yeah. like super, he's like super Mario mustache, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that would make sense for like actually, an it's alternate, more, it's, radical so that's not true, voice. it's more of a Luigi mustache, um, yeah. but um, anyway, um. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the the ethical dilemma of like you can do a clone, but like you could choose between doing a cheap one or not. Like, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Point is, we promise to spend your ten thousand dollars not on cloning Lily. I I oh. guarantee it right now. Well, now you're backpedaling on what you promised earlier, but whatever. I think I feel like people are going to be more responsive. Give us give us ten thousand dollars, or else we'll clone <laughs> Lily using like kitchen supplies. Okay. Uh, that's like you can take it. You can take the incentive. You can take the discouragement, or you can take the threat. Whichever <laughs> one most encourages you to donate to supporting the arts in San Francisco, please react to it now. <laughs> All right. Time to say goodbye. Um. Well, I mean, I'll still be here another hour. Uh, Beatrix Gravesguard has showed up, and we're gonna come back after the song. Ben, thanks so much. Listen to No Magic tonight, 8 to 10 p.m. for some Christmas music. That's going to be good. And I, I feel, I feel I'm okay sure good it. banter, at least. I, I suspect it will be fun. Yeah. Um, and again, congratulations to you. Thank you. See the sleep that rests upon the quiet street. We're standing on Is it time to go away And try again some other day
sort it out and let it burn and empty out empty drawer in my pockets there's nothing more than these are the words you use to say goodbye listening to Radical Advice on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. Uh, I am Lily Sloan, and this is the final broadcast of this show. And that was Say Goodbye from Beck. And now sitting across from me is Beatrix Gravesguard of Astral Projection Radio Hour. Oh, my other favorite show to be on is this one. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I love it. I'm often just here on Tuesdays working and you and Helen are like, well, you can come sit down and talk to us if you want. Yeah. And last week you you did that. And yeah. I w- we had a really great talk about like um, identity and changing of projects Oof. and yeah. work and it was really, it was really helpful for me. I was really emotional about it that day. No, totally. It's the season of <laughs> uh, change, of grief. Uh, and yeah, I don't think we, as a society, like, acknowledge different kinds of grief enough. Or that often there is, like, yeah, uh, even good endings or good things are often, like, mixed in with a dose of, of grief. Yeah, cha- cha- I I said it on Twitter earlier. I'll just <laughs> read myself. Um, <laughs> Please quote yourself. <laughs> and I have a few people to to catch up on too who have written in. But um, I was saying that the oh yeah that um, basically oh my god, <laughs> Helen said she. She's sending her demon to the studio. That's Aww. great. Or Damon. They, yeah. You know, Damon or demon, it looks Little like. Little wolf whisper. Yes. You have That's some, so like, great. You know, flea scratching in the corner. That's well, because so she's a witch, she's yeah. allowed to be separated from, from it. Yeah. Whereas if you're not a witch, then it has to be like within like a 10 foot radius. Yeah. It's kind of like a, like a, you know, like one of those ink. Uh, ankle monitor kind of situations. She's very powerful. Yeah. She's, she spends a lot of time with uh, bushy tailed creatures that. Exactly. Yeah. Transmit some powers to her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I said that um, change, even even the best, most exciting change, also involves grief and some amount of terror diving into the unknown. (sighs) Holy shit, it does. Because, like, (laughs) yeah, you might be excited for something, but it's also scary. You didn't. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. How do you? uh, I've really been grappling with this this fall 
of like uh, noticing a knowing of uh, like that it's time for certain things to end and it's time for me to like move in different directions, both like literally emotionally, spiritually. But I'm really fascinated by how we like notice those cues psychologically. Cause it wasn't like I woke up one morning and was like, all right, X, Y, Z, this is all going to happen or I'm ready. It was like a really slow noticing um, of like how certain things and habits or like like practices or commitments have like made me feel or making me feel. But I don't know. Do you have you like, how did you, I don't know, maybe you already talked about this, but it's like, Mm. how did you arrive at this like knowing of like, all right, it's time for this project or this chapter to conclude. It was definitely, it was gradual and it was like, um, I mean, at first it was gradual until it wasn't, until it was concrete, but it was like, oh, I'm noticing it's harder to get guests. It's harder to get listener questions. But I'm also noticing, oh, I'm not as excited to put the Mm, effort into it as I was. Did you have any like guilt around that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tons. Like it's, it's this weird combo of feeling pain over thinking nobody cares Mm. if I'm here or not. And then also feeling guilt about letting people down by ending. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's a really, uh, you know, both sides of the equation, no winning outlook. (laughs) Well, because because the thing is, I also know that there are people who care and who are impacted. But but I can just kind of flip-flop between those two. Yeah. Basically... uh, I mean, one is a one is a total delusion, and one is like, um. So, so the part about maybe letting people down is, I think, more real. Yeah, and it's kind of beautiful that like I've created something that it that some people are are impacted by it not existing. Right, and another another way I think I think it's easier for me to like let go of you know projects or people or chapters is to be like who knows who knows what this built for me going forward you know like I may not know the effects or the impact of what I created until down the line when I create something else and all of the things that I learned from that one project or relationship or situation Mm-hmm. like show back I'm like oh ooh, well at the time I may have been like wait why am I doing this or what mm-hmm, am I supposed mm-hmm. to learn um and I've I think maybe that's the benefit of getting middle-aged older <laughs> is like okay I've learned you know uh sometimes you get like the the answer before the question <laughs> yeah you know and then it's you have to kind of wait for you know the thing to reveal itself because I think we yeah. tend to want these little tidy packages of like all right next project no looking back no grief uh you know or no like weird nebulous Mm. liminal spaces of of terror of terror yeah and (laughs) the terror is so real so much of the terror and i said this on twitter earlier too it's just like i said you know i'm looking forward to the extra like to freeing up the time yeah basically not not freeing up the time to have more not time I was, I was freeing up the time for things that are like I have to like yeah. do that are you know piling up but but I'm not looking forward to the inevitable like feelings of emptiness 
that are going to come with letting this go. Yeah, I I understand that. I'm I'm in like a phase right now where a lot of things and chapters and situations uh, are ending. I can feel it. I can feel yeah. the like conclusion, and I am itchy to like. I had the same terror of like, oh, what am I going to do yeah. with like the newness or the not knowing or I haven't built up this other thing yet. And I'm right. really trying to just sit with like sometimes it's a season of just like stillness. And even if that right. makes you feel lonely or uncomfortable or you want to like scramble to fill up the space, it's like um, why not just uh, at least for me, I'm like, just why don't just be curious? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I had like a really, uh, I think I gave, I think I gave this metaphor on the, our radio show last week, but uh, I had like a really rough fall mm-hmm, in a right. lot of ways. And at a certain point, I remember I just felt like an egg someone had cracked, like that had like dropped on the floor and cracked. <laughs> it was mm. just sort of like splattered all over the cement. And it's kind of in my nature to be like, all right, be resilient. Like, yeah. Pick up the pieces, like move on. Like, You're a delicious omelet now. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I'm just going to lay on the floor for a while as yeah. this cracked egg and like be curious about the vantage point be- mm. from this angle. Like what? Yeah. What What does it allow you to see that you wouldn't see from another angle? And it was really uncomfortable. Yeah. And it was lonely and it was like s- scary. And but I, I'm glad I like allowed myself yeah. the time and like I just kind of let a lot of things blow through me you know mm-hmm. like I cried a lot mm-hmm. and I was like all right just gonna cry you know and yeah or I had big bouts of like just being sad and I just like all right just let it like just lay here and let it in you yeah. know and like don't I think it's in a lot of people's nature to like reject those well, and I think I've said it on this on on this show before I may have said it on your show last week I don't know I say it all the time <laughs> our culture has a manic defense structure yeah so it's it's all go 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 move on yeah get over it just suck it up and like either distract yourself distract yourself (laughs) what you know whatever it is like don't feel sad cheer up like there's not there's claiming space to feel that stuff takes so much in our culture because not only do we have to deal with our own terror and 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 our own desire to not feel that stuff. Right. But we also have to deal with a system and a structure that doesn't make space for it. So no. like to carve out that space takes so much extra effort on top of it. And some people, I feel like I have communities that um, obviously like being a therapist and even just the people I've met through BFF. Like I feel like I'm in communities that yeah. that where I have friends who would remind me to do that and support me in doing that. But I don't I don't think like that's the norm. It's not the norm. Yeah. And yeah. And I'm always, you know, and it's for me, it's like a double edged sword because I have the definitely have the problem of like I'm really brainwashed into the belief that like people only want to be around me if I'm interesting or engaging Mm -hmm. or funny or I have things to Mm -hmm. offer or, you know, uh, and when I'm like in a blob state, I'm, I will totally isolate because I'm like, who, who wants to see this version of me? No one. I don't want to see you as well, a blob. Well, but here's the kind of reverse is like, I'm always so honored yeah. to sit with people. You've seen me <laughs> melt down like plenty of times. But I'm always so honored when people are like, can you just be with me in this like shitty state and yeah. not try to fix it, but just be like company, mm-hmm. you know, or like a presence, you know, and it's like, that's all we're kind of doing is like, I mean, some big 
famous person said this, but it's like, we're just sort of like walking each other down these paths, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's Mm -hmm. just like, okay, I want to walk next to you for a little bit, even if you don't have anything to say right now. But you know, I, even, even though I'm pretty, I have a hard time not showing, like if, if I'm, if I'm in that blob place, I do, I do want people around me. Um, and I, I have a hard time hiding my feelings and all of that, but even still, receiving is really hard yeah like I want it and I will sometimes ask for it but um it's really vulnerable yeah to receive uh love especially in this place to where you know we're feeling so all of our shadow you know (laughs) yeah I have a friend Ooh, I'm excited to talk about this on my show later. We have Virgie Tover on our show today to talk cool. about like breaking up with diet culture and like yeah. body uh, image stuff. But I was, I have a friend who, and she's really, really smart and incredible and was born to be some kind of like personality that people subscribe, you know, like she's got an infectious thing and she's very into like, I don't know, I hate the term wellness, but she's into like, food and she's into like alternative modes of healing but she's just very effervescent and I've always been like oh man you need to like start a blog you need to like start like a YouTube channel like people would love your stuff and she had this like weird we were talking about this weekend and she's like I know but you know I just feel like I need to lose more weight Uh and get I know and I did it but she's like I just feel like I'm not in the like who would listen to me right now and I'm like are you fucking kidding me and I was Mm -hmm. like that breaks my heart I was like I was like People want to be on the journey of whatever you're, was going on with you with you. I was like, mm-hmm. how alienating to like listen to somebody who's like, I've got all this shit figured out and like yeah. drink this smoothie and your life will change. I was like, people are so much more interested in like the flawed, real, messy navigating like, you know, like maybe your journey is like learning to live in a body. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, that's really <laughs> like whatever yeah. that means for you. And I was like, I want to be on that journey with you. Like I'm way more interested in the realness of that. But it made me really think I was like, man, I wonder how many of us walk around being like, well, I can't do X yet because I haven't reached some like abstract level of like mastery or perfection or happiness. Like we think that's yeah. going to get people to buy in. And I'm like, oh, no, that's so inauthentic. Like. People actually crave authenticity. Um, anyways, yeah, think of that. yeah, absolutely. It's um, I've had, yeah, times when people are like, "Well, I've never had problems with money, so let me help you figure out your finances." <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm like that is, you. you're literally the last person. Yeah, who, no, who um, I need to help me with that because you don't know what it's like. Yeah, you don't know what it's like to to have struggled. Um, and to have had to make tough choices because I didn't have because you, know, yeah. you didn't have certain cushions or to to deal with you know it's just it's um yeah you need people who and that's been my approach as a therapist has been my approach with the show is like instead of and and maybe some of it's a defense mechanism on my part too like a discomfort with owning my expertise mm. there's that that's real yeah but there's also a thing where I also appreciate people not acting like they have the answers and being experts um i appreciate people who maybe know more about something than i do helping me but who are like hey this is hard stuff and i'm here with you in it and oh yeah i felt that way oh yeah totally like just feeling 
more of like a like a mirroring and a twinship kind of yeah. thing than than a top down totally kind of relationship. I'm really obsessed with like um processes and learning other people's processes for anything because I feel like I'm 38 and I still look around and I'm like does everyone else have shit figured out that I don't <laughs> like I wrote I'm trying to do um like morning pages again oh, yeah. um, where you write like uh three pages by hand every morning and mm. I really fucking hate it I like deeply resist it but I'm just trying like <laughs> yeah, I'm just I wouldn't do that I'm just I'm doing it for a month I think I'm gonna go back to I used to do like a I used to draw instead. Oh, right. I think the problem is I'm a writer. And so I want to edit in real time what I'm writing. Yeah. And that's like not the goal. I have that problem too. Yeah. <laughs> so when I, but when I would draw, I was like, well, I don't care about what this looks like because I'm not like an illustrator. Anyways. But yeah, I would like, I was reading back over the stuff I wrote this morning and it was all just like, I feel like everyone else has these like secret processes to life that I don't like I never learned about so I'm always really uh I always deeply appreciate and I'm relieved by people that are like I'm just fucking making it up as I go along totally. or like I invite you to observe this the messiness of me figuring shit out in a, in a non-linear way you know yeah. um I I think that we should take a quick song break yeah. and then come back and do a listener question. Ooh, okay. I have one listener question left and it's um, grief related. Ooh. So I, uh, let's do that on the last day. Okay. But also uh, She Wolf is um, texting in with, um, oh, was, was wanting to hear more about the kind of manic defense thing I was talking about with the culture mm. and use the term like solutionism culture and about a culture she's like saying that she's talking about like the, a culture of solutions and defense and um I, I hope that I'm addressing what she's asking but yeah I think that there is something in at least in at least in Western culture and very in, in say, American culture. I would say even uh, more also in Bay Area Bay Area culture yes. of like efficiency yeah, yeah, yeah. and like yeah maximization yeah, yeah. and like and, need, and needing things to it's it's funny because there's solutions. a kind of there's a kind of therapy that's called solution focused uh -huh. which the people I know who do it or the way I hear it talked about is is actually it's it seems fine but but the name of it kind of turns me off because I'm I mean I'm I've become very like I really want solutions. We all want solutions. It's, it's it's not that, and it's not that there never are solutions. It's just that more often there aren't, and there, yeah, or, I, or there's no like one right way. And so, to me, so much of the work is like tolerating all that like nebulousness and like unknown and subjectivity of it all. It's like uh, I think I would call it like. How can you coexist with like ambivalence? Yeah, you know, yeah, or like totally. not, or like, or like not knowing or uncertainty. That's been a big lifelong challenge of mine. Yeah, um, yeah. And like mm -hmm. by the same token, like you know, and we can come back to this later. But I, I think we are a culture that's really obsessed also with finding like solutions to happiness. Mm -hmm. We're obsessed with this like state of happiness. Yeah, and it. Um, I, I actually haven't looked this up, but I, I am wondering historically when this idea of happiness being a goal yeah. 
where that originates or like how what what the course of that has been that's something i want to well it's so binary too because like it suggests that the only alternative is like sadness you know or like where it's like i think it's such a you know it's such a gradation it's such a continuum Mm -hmm. and it's like uh but yeah but i'm really interested that we think that like that is the fundamental Mm -hmm. goal of things yeah uh is to achieve some state of happiness. Oh, I see, I see more what She Wolf was saying is that by saying we as a culture, it's oh. like gen- it's that kind of generalization in and of itself creates or maintains a binary possibly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to talk about things in non in non-binary terms actually. Like yeah. in like there's a whole philosophical um you know, realm of, of non-dualism, right? And it's um it's like finding uh, finding language like because that because because we as a culture are so binary oh also she wolf can talk about the history of happiness some other time oh awesome yeah. not on the show obviously but <laughs> um you know but kind of going back to the yeah the language of of a culture language l- language is entrenched with our belief system and our and, yeah. and enforces our our belief system in general so stepping out trying to talk about it without also reinforcing it in a way is is within this language is really tricky yeah um agreed yeah but okay thank you she will for that that was really that was that was a good point um let's hear a song i have like a really long playlist but i'm not playing them all today so let's listen to um oh let's listen to humans by big thief Big Thief is always nice to hear.
give to BFF.fm, you're joining more than 800 of your friends and neighbors who also believe in the power of community radio to bring people together. So make your gift today at BFF.fm slash donate. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever. You're listening to Radical Advice on BFF.fm. I'm Lily Sloan. This is the final broadcast. I'm here with Beatrix Gravesguard. Thank you for joining me. I love being here. I love you being here. I love um, the show. It's like free therapy every week. Hmm. Uh, and there's no other show like it. Oh, there's not. So I, it's I was be actually a big gaping hole where it used to be. Hmm. Well, thanks. No, it's true. I was thinking that on the way over here. I'm like, wait, I'm like, I mean, look, we're all unique individuals and we all bring, you know, unique perspectives uh but a lot of radio shows are like music you know and um or like topical but there's not a lot you're like there's nobody else doing a radical advice show that i, I mean can think of. i i i tried to look it up you know before i picked yeah. the name and i couldn't find any no <laughs> and it's so and i think people cr- deeply crave this kind of stuff like it's like i was saying earlier it's like we're all just looking around being like does everybody else have these problems and it's so reassuring to like, I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm addicted to like a, I read like Ask Polly every week. Heather oh, yeah. mm-hmm. She's like an existential advice columnist. <laughs> uh, and I'm always so, I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God I'm not the only one. Yeah. Like, well, and that's who grapples like, with a lot of this stuff. And I think it's, yeah. I think because we uh, live increasingly in a, especially like a digital society in which people like present their best and most curated selves often it kind of deepens the the gap between like how things look and how you feel yep yep <laughs> and so yeah absolutely um, well i mean i was reading through we're gonna do a listener question in a moment but i was reading through i kept a, a tab in my spreadsheet of when people just wrote in comments mm-hmm. um sometimes there was a criticism not not a ton but it was really good for me to read that this morning on the way in because mm-hmm. I was just feeling like back to that thing of like, well, what's the point? What does it matter? And I was reading it and I was like, oh, this does matter to some people. And it the, the kind of consistent thing was people appreciating the vulnerability and like openness of the kinds of conversations on the show and me and my feelings. And even that's something where I'm like, do people actually want to hear this shit? And I'm guessing the people who don't just don't listen. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big and fan. And that there are people who do and really benefit from yeah. that. My, the thing that has kept me constantly creating things is, you know, writing a book or doing a radio show or doing dumb little stick figure comics mm-hmm. <laughs> every week is I like. I love your stick figures. Thank you. Um, but I'm like, you know what? This is for the people it's for. And it's not for the people it's not for. And I'm not trying to get. Mm-hmm. like the attention of the people it's not for uh you know like that's I have to really con- I mean that's something that that's a lifelong yeah. struggle for me because there's the 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 clashing of the the need to be unique and like weird sure and the need for everybody to like me <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is fucking impossible by the way no I get it <laughs> and I... like and by unique and weird I also yeah. mean like very authentic like I don't want to ever lie about how I'm feeling or who I am and you know sometimes I do but like it's like needing to be liked for a very accurate representation of myself sure it's 
very Enneagram four of you. Uh, four, three wing. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting because I notice I have that to some degree interpersonally, more so in that, like, I, it's a lifelong struggle for me. Like, if I'm in a room full of people and eight of them I know adore me and we're close and two of those people are, like, ambivalent, yeah. I will be so fixated on getting the ambivalent people to like me. Oh, and it's course. a really and like very human. <laughs> it is, but it's like uh it's been debilitating at times in the past Absolutely. for me because it will become like a weird fixation and I've really had to work on that. But I weirdly enough, I don't I don't have that problem creatively. And I think mm, I just like great. had that conversation with myself early on where I was just like make the thing, make it for yourself first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Because I think when I notice the common denominator of like creators that I admire, they're clearly making their art or their product or their content or whatever. They're, you can tell when it comes from like, I'm interested in this and I'm curious about this and that's mm-hmm. going to lead my path. And then the sort of offshoot of that is like, and the people that get it will get it. And the people that don't, I'm not writing it for them or I'm not doing it for them. And yeah. I, and so like, I maybe because I've just have like really sought out those models, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, that yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't know why. Because for me, it feels so intricately tied up in all attachment issues. Back sure. To early, no, I mean, early childhood. No, it makes a lot of <laughs> so, sense. Yeah. So I, I don't know if, if it's that it has to do with something you did with yourself around it or if it's something about the circumstances under which these things developed for each of us were different too. Like it feels so core and integral that like the idea when people talk about that, like I, I'm like, yeah, I get it. But I literally have no idea how to turn this off. Yeah. Like there's there, I am not anywhere in a place to like actually live that and feel that in a deeper way right and then i feel a ton of shame about it no no i don't i mean i think it's really common (laughs) and like i just think think people also aren't honest about it right and that's the other thing is i think it's common and i'm pretty honest about it yeah but i think it's like there's so much language of like don't care what other people think be empowered blah 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 that i'm just like okay but can we honestly talk about how vulnerable this is and once in a while i'll find it like on Twitter, I've seen a couple of times different, like pretty like prominent yeah. writers or whatever be like, hey, just a reminder when people put their art out in the world, it means a lot if you like it when we hear from you. And Ugh, I was like, yes. Yeah, oh, no, my God. It's so true. And yeah. and yet I feel like I'm supposed to not care. No, no. And that's <laughs> not what I'm saying. I'm, I don't all. think you're saying that. But it's just like it's like th- there's an interesting thing where I hear people talk about how they deal with it. And, yeah. you know, because. Uh, she Wolf and I have talked about this a lot too. And oh yeah, she's like well, I she's one of to be honest, she is one of those she's one of those models, models. for yeah. me. Where mm-hmm. and that was so helpful to me in like creating a book together. Yeah, because I think I definitely had major panicky moments of like, what if this is fucking terrible and everybody hates it, and yeah. like, or what if yeah, I'm a fraud, or you know, and mm-hmm. or like, what if nobody ever buys it? Um, and she was just like. Eh. It's just I we're just getting paid to do this, and <laughs> I, I wanted. She's like, and I want and we both kind of went through like our own weird yeah. internal processes with it. Like, I know there were moments that weren't easy for her in mm-hmm. some ways, but it was like different than mine. But just in general, like she's one of those people who, you know, her her art is created from her curiosity and like a, a an inquiry based nature. Totally. Yeah. Um, and so like people 
whether it's it's like whether or not people get it or they or they don't doesn't really seem to have much to do with the worth she like places mm-hmm. on it. And mm-hmm. I really deeply admire that. And so I because I'm this I'm I think I'm more similar to you in many ways, just in, and especially like I was saying, like just interpersonally, like, you know, and I think that does bleed over into like creative yeah. stuff as well. But so I just but I just and yeah. I think it's trial and error. I've just have noticed when I've done things like the radio show was something I just did for me. Yeah. And had no attachment to the outcome of it. Yeah. And so everything that came out of it felt so extra ordinary or amazing because I was like, yeah. well, I didn't expect that or I didn't like mm-hmm. see that coming. Um, You know, or when I used to do draw these like little weekly comics and and like it had a small but devout following, yeah. which I found so odd. Yeah. But I was like, oh, uh, some people really enjoy this, yeah. you know. But I was like, oh, but I was it was so liberating as a writer to like. I was like, but I don't really care about the. Pe- I'm like, I'm doing this for me. Yeah. It's like a process. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I don't care if I'm actually that like quote unquote good at it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Well, and that I mean that is something with the show that helped. That was another thing. Ben was asking me earlier stuff about like what motivated yeah. me to start the show. And I talked about different elements of it. And one one of those being that since I was doing this very polished like podcast, the idea of doing something yeah. that was more like sure. weekly that I could kind of respond to. the I didn't say this then, but like respond to the urgency of the things going on in the world in a yeah. quicker way. And you really, yeah, did but, that. But also it, it, it was also like, I just want to go play yeah. and like be on the radio and not not have to try so hard yeah. because this is very low stakes. And like, I remember um, at times uh, Brian, Brian Thompson, who mm-hmm. was my co-host for a while, who I invited to come today, but unfortunately he couldn't make it. Um, you know, he'd be like, you know, maybe we should be doing the social media stuff and promoting that he wanted to hustle more with yeah. the show. And I was, I was just like, actually, no, no, I, that's I not, that's, yeah, I, I, I'm actually not doing it for that. Yeah. So I don't, I'm like, if you want to, you can do it, which you didn't. <laughs> um, like, if you want to. I'm you, not doing the labor yeah. of this. But, like, I yeah. just, you know, yes, parts of me at times would be like, oh, but I want a bigger audience or this or that. But, like, this was never meant to be my main thing. This was yeah. this was just for fun and for being part of this community. T- and yeah. so then it's true. The fact that there are a handful of people who are, like, listening to your show has been really meaningful to me um I got a message in about that last night um has just been like very encouraging and me and you know in times when I have been insecure about this yeah but like it it was bonus because I didn't I didn't go into it expecting that to happen yeah Um, I'm a big fan of I'm a big proponent of if you are a creative person or you're putting things out in the world that you're invested in it's good to have at least one project that is low stakes in this way in that way where you're like I'm not attached to like you know or I'm not invested in like you know some big outcome or you know because I think it you'll be like it's it's hard to quantify but it's like things will emerge from it maybe not in real time but later that you'll be like oh that was like a play like a sort of creative playground for me yeah Um, and I think we don't we don't give ourselves we don't allow ourselves that enough. Yeah. Okay. We're like really running Sorry. low on time. Okay. No, it's okay. Question. There's two, well, there's two because there's another part okay. that I want to cover today yes. too. Um, but yes. Uh, 
shoot. There's this whole thing I prepared for today that I don't think is going to happen. And I'm a little bit. It's fine. Um, <laughs> OK, this question is um, recently my friend's pet parakeet died, which greatly upset her. She even set up a GoFundMe page to fund the bill for the bird's ashes. She has now set up a per- permanent altar at her house dedicated to the bird with blown up photos. She's currently saving to get her a proper urn. I know that everyone deals with grief differently, and I have tried to give her as much space and support as possible, but I'm ashamed to say that it's recently testing my patience. All her social media posts are about her parakeet and how upset she is. She's even canceled a couple of meetups last minute because she was grieving the bird. Recently, she even told another friend whose grandmother just died of cancer that she knew exactly what she was going through. It's been two months now. Do you think I should say something? Ooh. Do you want me to say my thoughts or do you want to go first? Yeah, do you have thoughts first? Um, my thoughts might be controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, I think relationships with animals are both different, but just as deeply meaningful as relationships with humans. And especially, I think there are a lot of humans out in the world who actually, it's easier to connect mm-hmm. in a lot of ways with an animal you know, like pets, somebody said this to me really well. Um, pets, humans are complicated and humans tend to take love from each other and with shit gets messy. But, but, but pets reflect love back to you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and so like the relationship you have with a pet is really, really pure. Mm-hmm. And it oftentimes it helps people that have a harder time in interpersonal relationships. So I'm going to say let her grieve however she needs to grieve. There's no timeline for grief. No, there's if, not. If, a, if like a year out, you're worried she's fixated on this, you know, like maybe be like, hey, have you talked to somebody, you know, mm-hmm, like have you mm-hmm. have you probably maybe consider processing this in like a professional There's and actually, I even have a colleague at, who at one point was, and I think there are other people who have done this, trying to put together a grief group for yeah. people who've lost pets. I think it's so real and I think we don't, in this culture give enough space to like mm-hmm. to that to like the grief people feel over losing a pet mm-hmm. it's a different kind of grief but it's very very real um and yeah. in, in a way can almost be more fraught because it's less complicated than like human grief like like yeah. grieving another human right but mm-hmm. it's like and there's something more like Oh, we understand. Like, there's something a little more. It's not universal yeah. still, but a little bit more so about like my grandmother died of cancer, and like I didn't grow up. Uh, we had some pets. Around. Yeah, I never liked them. Sure. Um, I didn't like the ones we had. I've bonded yeah. with other animals since. But um, you know, I I also read this and I'm like, whoa. Um, but but also because I haven't had these kinds of experiences yeah. with pets, and so. I think that's the other thing is like maybe the person writing in hasn't either. And yeah, or also it's the other component of it is even if we have gone through a thing when somebody's thing is big and yeah. taking a lot of time, it's natural to get a little burnt out. On yeah. It. And that's so that's OK. Yeah. And you can have like you don't have your to own boundaries around it of like, all right, you know, um, you know, or. If I knew somebody who was going through something like this and it seemed like all they could talk about even after a couple of months, like I'd be like, hey, have you 
you seem to really be struggling with this and like I want to be here for you and support you but I'm worried I might not have like the depth or the bandwidth to Mm -hmm. help you through this like have you considered talking to like a you know um a therapist or a grief counselor you know or somebody who can really understand like the depth of what you're feeling you know people you know so you're acknowledging someone's feelings and that they're real right but also able to say like you know I may not be the person Mm-hmm. to like offer you on call support through all of this. Right, right. Yeah. And that's that's a hard conversation to have for yeah. sure, but also it's yeah, if you're feeling impatient, if you're feeling resentful or, you know, whatever, that's that's also valid and yeah. important to acknowledge and figure out how you want to be with that because yeah. yeah, I don't I don't think that it's shameful to be annoyed, but it's not like there's anything you can do to change like it's not about changing their grief or mm-hmm. telling them to like stop it <laughs> or, or or you know yeah. whatever but it, yeah it could be about encouraging them to get more support or yeah. just acknowledging that you're not the person who is gonna necessarily have what it takes to show up for this person yeah in a in a process that is real and valid in their own sure thing. yeah okay I think you know, that was that was a little short, but I also want to make sure I have time for a couple other things. And um, so. And I think we we answered that yeah. pretty well, um, I think on a normal radical advice day, we might go on an hour long <laughs> conversation about grief, but pet grief. <laughs> but yeah, loss is complicated. I think that um, whatever will be coming up for me around ending the show will be there'll be a lonely element to it. Yeah. You know, there's people who will understand aspects of that and there's people who won't. And I have to work on like giving myself space because it's not like a collective grief. I mean, very sweetly, uh, Christopher Wind of Horizons wrote on Twitter this morning, um, the Tuesday family of BFF.FM programs breathes a heavy sigh today Aww. as we bid radical advice a fond farewell on her last day of broadcasting. It was an honor to be a guest on the show, and I wish I could be there today. Mm. Fair winds and following seas, Lily. XOCW. Oh, thanks, thanks Christopher Wind. Um, you know, and and there's so there's moments where I hear these things, or you know, um, earlier Will of I uh, Love Mondays tweeted out about you know about the ending and just support and saying what a great show it's been. And that also, again, was like very, um, a good reminder that I'm not totally alone in it being a loss. Um, A listener wrote me last night when I was in the midst of being like, what's the point? I shouldn't even do a final show. (laughs) And a listener, and then I checked my email and this was there. And this person wrote, and this is someone, their name is here. I'm not going to say their name out loud, but especially when it's like not just like my mom or a friend of mine it's like oh there's someone who's been listening yeah who like probably more than you know yeah (laughs) and they wrote I've been listening to your show from pretty early on wow I realize tomorrow's the last show and I'm managing mountains of regret about not submitting a question also part of the grief process yeah I've always been terribly shy and I wish I would have told you along the way how, how much your kind words and humor have meant to me it's been quite delightful week after week to feel so much less alone and how hard it is to be human. I wish you all great things and lots of good fortune as you move onward. Oh, 
thank you so yeah, much really like sweet. that that means a lot to hear and also like yeah so I'm, I'm sure there are people who I've never heard from who've yeah, yeah. been impacted and I have to remember that um and cosmic Amanda who I'm so grateful to for creating this station and this community is a place where I have been able to thrive um wrote just tweeted Bon voyage, radical advice as you sail away along the astral plane of feels. The treasure is you. Ah, oh, bitch. <laughs> See, receiving is hard. But what I wanted to um, kind of go over is I, I, I like spreadsheets and sure and information and yes. just like playing with data. data. Yeah. So I just um, the other day kind of sat down with my spreadsheets of guests and questions and all of that and worked out a bit of what's happened on this show over the last two and a half years. Mm -hmm. So you ready for mm -hmm. some numbers? Yes. Some hard, some hard facts. I love it. Love right. hard facts. Um, 118 broadcasts. Wow. 86 unique guests. Well, damn. Yeah. I don't even know that many people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> 200 and or now 208 live questions answered or life life questions not live questions live questions <laughs> um 208 life questions answered and that's um i estimated some from the beginning because i wasn't keeping these stats the mm -hmm. first couple months um i categorized a lot of the questions so, some of the, the biggest cat so the, the biggest category by far was questions about therapy Right. Which I wasn't expecting um, that to be what people would write in about. So what did much. you think people were going to write in about? Just other things. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a lot of like, oh, my therapist said this. What should oh. I do? Like, or how, why is this taking so long? You know, yeah. for, 40 questions about therapy. The second biggest category after the 40 questions about therapy was 22 about dating, relationships, marriage, and love, yeah. 17 about sex and sexual trauma. Um, 14 about work and career, nine about anxiety and depression. Then, then we're getting into like the single digits. There was eight about politics. One, there's three about dreams. Oh, eight about gender. A lot of gender related questions. Um, there was one question about ghosts. Oh, so well, I'm glad we yeah. were able to squeeze one of those in. <laughs> questions about friendship and how to feel feelings, parenting, um, politics, and privilege, um, s substance abuse, a lot of questions about trauma. And then s one, of, one of these like l linking top, there were so many of these also included themes of, around boundaries. So it was really nice to go through and just yeah. process like oh there's been a lot of ground you had a lot done yeah <laughs> a lot of problems you solved. solved a lot of problems <laughs> that's gotta feel good man like <laughs> well I was telling Sasha at the beginning of the show that I like to joke that I started the show in response to Trump and that I'm ending it the week of the impeachment vote you know but like circle. it really is just a joke because yeah. this is not the end <laughs> and like he's not he's probably not gonna yeah. be impeached in the senate but it it's still feels like a, a mark of something of time right. it's not like well my work here is done yeah um but yeah it's been interesting having this show be i mean it was created for this reason but it has been here for this fucking nuts like terrifying apocalyptic time we're living in yeah. and 
um, I'm so grateful to have had this space yeah. to, to, to feel supported myself and to support others around it and dive into some difficult questions. And, um, you know, it, it, it hasn't been about having like, like there's never, it's never been like, I'm going to have like a Republican on the show to talk. It's been more about support, mm-hmm. more focused in that direction. Um, but, you know, you did the nation a service. <laughs> <laughs> the whole nation the show, shall, yes. shall now weep yeah, at the, the parting. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm just, I don't, it, it was hard anyway. I don't know what it would have been like without this. I would have had to figure something else out. I don't know. Yeah, it's nice to think about like the ways in which like this helped both other people, but also you. Yeah, know? yeah, totally. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm so honored to be. Now I'm just like, oh, fuck. This is literally like the end. Yeah. <laughs> There's no more show left. No, but, you know, yeah. uh, you are such a beloved and integral part of this community that I'm sure you can just, uh, you know, it's like if we were a sitcom, you know, <laughs> and you were a character, you could just sort of like come and knock on our door, you know, yeah. like on any radio show's door. I mean, you well, and I'm still going to be doing work for BFF. Yeah. But like, I, I think but, yeah. most, sh- most shows would be like honored to have you just pop by and like talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know astral projection radio hour always loves when you're still here on a Tuesday. I love it. <laughs> come hang out with us. Um, this morning I also tweeted that I opened my, my calendar reminder about the show. That the show popped up and I was like, oh, yeah, I should remove that from my calendar. And I went in and I hit, you know, delete all future events. That's going to like, feel. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Oh, God. And my chest like, is exploding. You're like, well, well, and, the, you know, another way to look at it is like. Think about how much time it's going to open up for you and space and energy for whatever is next. Yeah, we'll see. You. I mean, for BFF projects. Yeah. Or just for you. Just for you. Yeah, you know, we'll to be yeah. like, ooh, what is this going to. How am I going to compost these last few years into something new and different? Well, so because it's, I didn't think this through that tremendously, but because it's my show and it's the end, I'm not going to play some, like, I feel this like internal, oh, you should play something like upbeat and like (laughs) epic and cool. And I'm like, but I kind of just want to play Tom York. Yeah, no, um, you're Lily, and you should end on the Liliest <laughs> note possible. Um, and <laughs> and I that just, would be Tom York. I'm mostly just playing this one for the title, but it's also beautiful, and I haven't played it yet from the from oh. his um, Suspiria soundtrack. Ooh, so and the, the, there's some beautiful stuff on yeah. there of his, but this particular song I haven't played yet, and it's called Has Ended. Ooh, yeah. the team. So, I mean, sorry to leave it on a really ghostly note, yeah, but it's also it's it. a beautiful song. Um and I guess I'll probably just go cry now. Um, I'm amazed at how I got through today without fully doing that. So oh, thank you, everyone. Up next is my soon-to-not-be DJ neighbor. Um, we've got the life and times of the bourgeoisie. Please go to bff.fm slash donate. Help us make that year-end uh make our year-end goal we've got to raise about nine thousand more dollars and i think we can do it could be your parting gift to radical advice yeah just for people to do that for you. to think yeah. to like the parting gift for radical advice is you go to bff.fm slash donate and donate nine thousand yeah. dollars to the station that's 
Yeah. Or whatever amount works for you. <laughs> it could be more. If more works for you, yeah. donate more. We're yeah. not like going to stop you. So, yeah. okay. This is the final sign off. Oh, final goodbye. We love you, Lily. Thank you. I love you all. I mean, I don't know all of you, but y- you know what I mean. <laughs>
BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever. Bringing the underground to the foreground.